And welcome to the Fancy Fingers Podcast. I'm your host, Pepo, and your commissioner, and I'm here again with Nick Spears. Say hello, Nick. Aria! Days on Thursday, like days in September? Absolutely. You're just going to live that experience over and over again forever, aren't you? I think I nailed it, so I'm not sure why you wouldn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. No shame plus in it, that game. Plus, it Domingo does a dumb S um, L Morte. No, Morte, no. Fobile, I don't know, something like that. He has like one song. <laughs> and you have range, is what you're saying? I mean, obviously a vocal range, but you have song range as well. What you got? You got other hits to pull I, out? I I didn't even warm up. It does. I would never have guessed. Yeah. A consummate professional. So, I, man. I just I walk in the room like this. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I woke up like this. Can you believe it? <laughs> so. I don't even get out of bed for a lesson. Oh, my God. I don't know what the value of that is, but I believe you. You should, because that's exactly what it is. Okay. Hey, man. Hey. Week four is in the books. Week five is about to begin. So let's uh, talk about football and uh, other stuff as well. But spoiler, it's mostly football. I mean, this is a fancy football podcast, so. It is. It's of the fanciest kind of football. It's so fancy. I'm so fancy. Oh, see, I got two songs now. Oh, that's a good song. So I will talk about week four, and I will do it in uh, eyeball reverse margin of victory. So largest margin first, and then getting this to is the not what I this is not what I asked for I, last week. I know you wanted inside out by uh, prime meridian uh, circadian rhythm. I believe that pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, without actually doing math, I believe the largest margin of victory was my game. Unfortunately, because Meg Murphy had a rough week. I didn't have a crazy week, but she had a bad week. So I prevailed over Meg Murphy, Bill Swirsky, super fans over good enough and smart enough, 88.1 to 56.1, uh, you know, 32 points. And, uh, yeah, guess what? Remember when I made fun of Lamar Jackson? I love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's the best. Thank you, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, real race to the bottom here. And I mean, like, thank God for Lamar Jackson being just a normal NFL player because, good Lord, wow. That's, I mean, we'll get to your game. Uh, I don't, I, don't oh, know I, if... I have worse things to say against <laughs> about my team, but, like, you, you ended up winning. 88.1 isn't good, but it's not, like, embarrassing. You're, I feel like you're overplaying how bad my performance was. Whatever. Anyway. I would like a stats corner about how many teams have won with 88 points. A decent amount. I bet one-third of teams that score 88 points win, which is pretty good. Oh, look, I'm not betting you because you seem confident, but, man, I mean, it's, it's not a great score. It's it's a perfectly fine score, but you shouldn't have won. Everyone in the league except for one person who scored more than 88 points won this week. Yeah, well, that will happen. Anywho, yeah. moving right along, obviously you were nonplussed by that game. 
may I interest you in Russell Wilson's football planet over You Can't Beat the Mingo, 107.9 to 81. Meg Collins prevailed over Gary. Okay, I think that you constantly uh, jump over that A. You can't uh, beat a Domingo. I totally say the A. I think actually I usually err on the side of saying you can't uh, beat a Domingo. I think I usually add a second superfluous a, uh, and that time I was careful to do the correct number of a's. The tape will vindicate me that I said you can't uh, beat the Domingo. You can't 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 beat the Domingo. I will accept $100 as an apology. All right. All fans, vote in. When you hear this podcast, tell us who is actually correct as to whether or not Pat pronounced the correct amount of Oz in mm-hmm. the name. Anyway, Matt Collins, new number one team. Another triple-digit performance. Not quite as crazy as last week, but uh, 107.9, getting the job done. Good job, Matt Collins. Chris Godwin, huh? He really godwin that game. Nope. No? Nope. No? No. Just gonna let it sit there. Just leaving all this in. Super awkward. So Justin Tucker somehow lost a game. I know. And he had uh, a pedestrian six points. Poor, poor, poor JT. I mean, when, apparently your team can't even get within 75 yards of the goalpost because that's pretty much his range. Yeah. He was uh, he, on the season, he is 6 for 6 on field goals and 13 for 13 on extra points. So you can't really blame Justin Tucker for the failings of Baltimore. Well, I can, I can blame him. It might not be right, but I can do it. Okay. Look, listen, you want to. Look, if you're on your podcast right now, go onto your I phone, am. hit back, that 15-second back button, hit mm-hmm. it twice. I'm going to blame Justin Tucker for this loss. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also, Meg Collins just has a good team. Like, I, I've been championing Meg Collins' team for the last few weeks and saying that it's insanely good and super deep. And even with T.Y. T. Hilton out for the week and uh, Deshaun Jackson out – Still ends up with a bunker score. Like, I honestly, damn, that team's good. And it pisses me off. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. If look, if I'm not going to win, I want her to win. But still. Hey, guess what? I completely missed the number one margin of victory because my eyes glazed over when I saw the numbers. You're not good at math is the problem. Jen crushed this week. She won 154.4 to 93.2. The only person to score more than 88 points and lose. Uh, Jen over the girly men, Annalisa. Ignorant sluts beat the girly men. Uh, you eyeballed a 60-point win. It was like, mm, no. It was just like, those Did numbers my, are too my big. My 30-point win. There's no. I was like, there's no way that someone who scored 93 could lose by more than 30. That's impossible. Oh, wait, she I, lost by 60. This is, yeah, this is obviously trouncing. And uh, girly men with Annalisa, like, it's a perfectly good game. Just when when someone puts out one a buck fifty four, what are you gonna do? Nothing you can do. So eighty eight is garbage, and ninety three is perfectly good. That's the the window we're operating on here. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I will try I'm, to score. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I stutter? I mean, I have speech impediments, so I might have stuttered. 
but just let me know if I did, then I would have told you why I thought those scores were different. But that's exactly what they were. Hey, guess who uh, exploded this week for the sluts? Nick Chubb? Yes, he did. Hell yeah, Nick (laughs) Chubb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get it because it's vaguely sexual. Match made in heaven. 36.3 points. Way to go, Chubb. He uh, he had the 88-yard touchdown scamper. Sometimes you can actually call a 80-yard touchdown a scamper, and that was actually one of those times. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't think a scam like scamper doesn't only implies certain things, but yeah, Nick Chubb against the Baltimore defense, good game. Like didn't didn't see that one coming, but every once in a while you just explode like a Chubb tends to do. Indeed, and also the Patriots just. Yeah, the Patriots, uh, another twenty-plus point performance. They're good. They're good D, but they keep playing bad teams. So, well, that's the the joy of their schedule. They just keep doing that. So, the past three consecutive weeks, weeks two through four, 35, 14, 23 for the Patriots defense. That's uh, very crazy. They're averaging nineteen point seven points, and they're only rostered in ninety six point eight percent of leagues for some reason. Like, why do 3% of people not want to roster them? That doesn't make sense. Because those 3% of people live in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess the New Jersey area because most New Yorkers don't actually like the Jets and Miami. Well, they're missing out because uh, they're scoring a lot of points. Moving right along. Hey, Nick. Yes? Y- you also lost by a lot of points. Uh, we- That's weird. Don't call me Nick. You mean Nick team dead eaten? Bye. By wolves. It's by wolves. It's by wolves. It was a. It was an ellipsis on my screen. I had to click more. Anyway, yeah. so uh, what's that? It's Pat, which I still don't know if he's directly making fun of me or not. Casey Johnson uh, beat Nick team dead eaten by wolves, eighty-two point nine to fifty-eight point five. Uh, you got a big three point seven points out of Tom Brady. How'd that feel? Oh, that's exactly how he drew it up. Yep. Uh, I remember you made fun of Kyler Murray, and he scored eighteen, uh, sixteen point three in uh, in his low week, uh, which is way better than three point seven. Yeah, well, when you have garbage time and you just throw against a uh, defense playing prevents, yeah, that's what you can do. Tom Brady doesn't care; he's not in there for the stats. <laughs> that's that's not really true. <laughs> he oh what? Because because if he puts up a bunch of uh, yards this year, he's going to what go to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is his make or break year. Well, I was oh, I didn't think I wasn't trying to say that he was only going to go to the Hall of Fame because he had a lot of yards this year. But uh they definitely pad the stats on purpose and famously do not relent even when they're winning by a lot. So I don't know. I don't I don't think it is ridiculous to say uh the garbage time stats it cuts both ways. Even when you're crushing them, they also have garbage time stats. Yeah, look, garbage time stats still count. You know, it's just nature of the business. But yeah, this this was a just a another bad week for me. So fifty eight point five, yeah, that's it's not good. Not good, Nick. Not good. Not good. Not gonna get it done. No. Eighty eight. No. Will win sometimes. Fifty eight will win almost never. Almost never. Again, he is stats corner. Well, I have access to the stats, and you know what? That seems like a lot of work because this will make more editing for you. And you know what? I'm a friend. I don't want you to have to do that. Well. Surprise, sneak preview. I have a mini stats corner specifically provided by Jen in a little bit. So don't worry. Yep. 
Last but not least, we've got Vance down by the river in a kind of close game, but not that close because none of the games were that close this week. Vance down by the river over Goffs and Dolls, still not renamed, even though he lost, and I thought naming rights were on the line. 96.9 to 74.7. Alex goes to 0 and 4. The curse continues. Yeah, I mean, as well it should. But mm-hmm. I want to tell you, also played Melvin Gordon. And how many points he got? Yeah, he still did not suit up. So that was not a wise start. I mean, he only left Robert Woods with 16.4 or Jarvis Landry with 16.7. Okay, you can't actually play two quarterbacks. So Philip Rivers with a 20.4 doesn't matter. But still, a lot of options left on the bench. Not a lot of running backs, though. Not a lot of running backs on the bench. It's as though we talked about this before the season started. Indeed. Anyway, so uh, the caboose continues her uh, domination. She's 3-1. and one. Turning to the standings because of a crazy strong week and then a strong week, Russell Wilson's football planet is number one overall. Indubitably. And then one, two, three, three more teams tied at three and one. I happen to be in second by a thread. Uh, Vance down by the river. The caboose is number three. And what's that? It's Pat at number four. All pretty tight uh, in total points scored. Then we've got a one, a two, a three teams at two and two. The ignorant sluts. Nick team dead eaten by wolves. And you can't uh, beat the Mingo. Uh, Gary is the real caboose in that relationship as we might discuss later. And then we've got two teams at one and three good enough and smart enough and the girly men. And then finally Goffs and dolls an inappropriately named team that also has not scored very many points this season. So uh, Meg Collins has scored 466 points on the season. Goffs and dolls only team below 300 299.4. No bueno. If you don't, if you don't change your team name, you don't finish out the draft. I don't want you want from me. Yeah. So that uh, was week four. Uh, let's oh, look at the oh, oh, dumb. Okay. Wait, Wait, what? Oh, good. Oh, God. I thought right. halftime was coming. No, not yet. Oh, don't worry. Oh, uh, let, we got to look at the TD Ameritrade fantasy trends. It moved a little bit more. You'll be happy to know. Uh, D- am I doing better? No, I you're the I'm same. Doing better. But oh, Meg. Okay. Your right, Meg doing the same. Your Meg is number two now. They are respecting Russell Wilson's football planet. I am down to three. You're at four. Casey's still at number one. So it's funny because uh, seven teams are on the rise and three teams are on the fall. So three teams fell a lot to make room for yeah. seven teams to rise. Just the precipitous, like, massive falls of those three teams. Yeah. The, the, wow. The start of season number one, three, and four are now seven, eight, and ten, respectively, according to the meaningless TD Ameritrade fantasy trends, final standings projection, draft day versus current projections graph. It, it was though all those three teams like tried to fall, and no one could fall hardest, like or like only one person could. So, like one person hit the bottom, and then the next person at the bottom on top of that dead body. And then the third person hit that dead body on top of that again. But then in in the middle of that, Alex was there. Uh, it's still very pointless and still very hard to read. But the big news is that Matt Collins is up to number two. I'm three, you're four. 
Caboose is five, started at 10. Ignorant Slut's up to six. Uh, you Can't Beat the Mingo, seven. Girly Man, eight. Goffs and Dolls, nine. And Good Enough and Smart Enough, 10. Look, happy for the boost. Don't like her, but happy for her. Well done. I look forward to you having like a terrible loss in the playoffs or something. Wow. You're really mean. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. I've, I've heard that before. Oh. What is this? Wait, wait, wait. We haven't this heard this sl- theme in a long time. This is slightly more pleasant. This is the Stats Corner theme. It's been so long. Yes, we have a quasi-Stats Corner provided by Jen. I have been given some statistics, and I wanted to quiz you on them. Here's what it was. So uh, here's a tip. Uh, Jen, as we discussed, scored 154.4 this week, and she was pleasantly surprised but also maybe slightly disappointed to find out that that was her all-time high in the regular season. So she compiled a chart of every individual team's all-time regular season individual game high score. So we've got 10 teams. We've got 10 individual high scores going from 10 to 1. Let's see how many you can predict uh, in order, and then I'll give you the actual score uh, of what what they got okay so sure number 10 who has the lowest overall high score in the league um okay uh, you can't che- don't cheat what are you i see you wiggling around your laptop i don't know what you're doing and i don't like it i'm plugging my laptop likely story it, yeah i mean i'm talking I mean, about how how do you ha- you had access to all the stats and that you don't even know because it's too much work blah 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 you're trying to cheat aren't you I mean, if I was trying to cheat, I would do. Nah, I wouldn't do better. I'd be probably doing my same. Um, okay, so since I have a situation now where I don't have to look at my computer and look at some roster and stuff, all right, lowest person with the lowest high score ever. Ooh, okay, so it's definitely not Annalisa. It's definitely not Abby. It can't be Jen because that's like 156 is a bunch. 154.4. Fine. Uh, Meg Murphy seems high because she could, she's already won a championship. So unless she just like mediocrity her way to a championship. All right. Gary I will uh, like the- point out this is not a tr- – I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to not trick you. This is completely neutral information. But for your information, uh, Alex is only counting the last two seasons. Oh. Uh, he has an individual player, just so you know. Uh, oh, okay. Well, fair fair point. Thank you. That's a good clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm still going to say Gary. Yes! That is correct. Gary has by far the lowest high score of 131 in 2013. And he still, I mean, he does have a second place. So... He, it's not he like also, he hasn't been respectable. But most he's, he's won the Sacco three or four times out of six. Well, he's, yeah, but, he, I mean, we're, but we're only talking about one time that you had to like have a team that could pop off. Historically struggling franchise. 131, 2013. Way to go, Gary. Now number nine, who you got the second lowest all-time high individual game? Uh, okay, this is going to get tedious if I keep taking like 15 to 45 seconds mm-hmm. between these picks. So let's just say Alex, because he's bad this year. Yes! Correct, Amundo! Just with a scant two seasons, uh, 
in which to score points. 143.8, so that's a 12-point jump over Gary. Uh, so last year, obviously not this year, he hasn't scored that, but uh, last year he got 143.8. Way to go, Alex. Now it gets hard. That was potentially the easy two. Uh, unless you remember some individual games that were crazy high, I think you're going to be struggling from here on out. We might have to move a little faster. So number three, the okay, third so- lowest high score of all time. All right, so now I think um, we're just at, like, guest level. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say uh, you. I'm sorry. Oh. That is incorrect. Next is Meg Murphy just beating out Alex at 145.3, which she did in 2015. 145.3? 145.3 is the next lowest high score. Okay. Okay. Next, who do you got? Uh, now I'm going Casey. I'm sorry. Ah, the next one is you with what? 146 in 2015 I've also. 146? 146 is your individual high. I'm sorry, right. sir. Well, consistency is the uh, the ruler upon which you can create success. So That's true. Sure. Something. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've heard that before. Yeah. So next, what are we at five now? That was uh, well going in reverse order. That was seven. So now number six, okay. who is the sixth lowest? Or well, I don't even remember who I guessed. Uh, let's you, say still you again. That is <laughs> correct. Uh, yes, uh, uh, my personal high score is one fifty point three, which I got in twenty seventeen. One five zero a point a three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who's next? All right, what are we at now? One fifty point three, and so this was the fifth highest high score of all time. We're Wait. running out of room here. Wait, what what number are we at? So this is the fifth highest or the sixth oh, fifth lowest high, me. Sorry, high score. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's my logic right now: is mm-hmm. that Casey had Derek Henry last year going off for a big number of points and promoted the top. There's no way he didn't score a bonkers number. I know. Uh, I don't know, Elisa scored a bonkers number of points by one of those games, and then Abby scored, you know, at least 99 points more than me. So, um, so really, it's just... Mike Collins. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, I was trying to give a slight hint. We're running out of room because the next one is 154.4, the aforementioned Jen that was high score. Jen? God yeah. damn it. Jen has the fifth highest high score of all time. Now we're at number four. So the remaining okay, people in no particular the remaining people in alphabetical order are Abby, Annalisa, Casey, and Meg Collins. Okay, go so, to Meg Collins on this one. I'm Damn sorry. It. The next one is just one point higher than Jen. Casey with one fifty five point four uh, in twenty eighteen. Even with next. that, uh, okay, whatever. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Um... Abby, Annalisa, Meg. Abby, Annalisa, Meg. Who you got? Meg. I'm sorry. The next one is the Caboose. 160.1 in 2019, which was to say last week. She scored 160 last week. That's really? Okay. Yeah. It was very good. All right. So now it's between Meg and Annalisa? It is between Meg and Annalisa for the top spots for highest individual game. All right. Then I'll go Annalisa. 
Hey, Annalisa yeah. has the second highest high score of all time, 161.9 in 2016, leaving none other than Meg Collins with the highest regular season individual game of all time. The second highest was 161. Just for fun, try to guess approximately what Meg's was. 174.2. Very good guess. 177.5 in 2015. She blew away the competition. Wow. So there you that, go. That'll help. That'll win. That'll yeah. win a week. That'll win literally every time because no one has ever scored higher in the regular season. <laughs> so, sir, I hope you enjoyed the mini stats corner. Um, it was. I mean, uh, I, it would have been better if Jen did it, but fine. Wow. Okay. Well, I didn't need to hear it phrased quite like that but that's okay mm, I guess. Yeah, yeah. honesty we're friends what so, am i supposed to do lie to you i guess we're done with week four and it's time for the podcast half time that's right it's podcast half time nick do we have a sponsor we do have a sponsor this week's sponsor is brought to you by Family Halloween Costume Warehouse. You think you look like the Kennedys, but since you procrastinated too much and don't want to spend too much money, you look like Honey Boo Boo. Choose between options like Sesame Street, Frozen, Baby Shark, or force your child into a costume she hates and run the risk of scarring her for life. At Family Costume Har- Warehouse. You'll Did you say Harem House? Yeah, I said <laughs> Hair House, but... Close enough. Okay. At Family Costume Warehouse, you'll be disappointed in how you look. We guarantee it. Lovely. Uh, do you have a family costume plan for this year, Nicholas? Oh, I have lots of costume plans. None of which will happen because Meg has different costume plans. And they're all, you know, wholesome and stuff. Like? So her plans are more like Baby Shark and Elmo and stuff like that. And my costume plans is more like Family Guy. That's a uh, so you you have to have like a full body, very cartoonish thing. You can't just like dress up like them, right? Well, I mean, I'm a fat guy married to an attractive redhead, and we have a small child and a dog. We're pretty close. First of all, I know you're fishing for some reassurance, but Nick, you're not. No, fat. I'm good. No, I'm Nick, a, good. Nick, I'm you're beautiful. Everybody likes you. Yeah, oh, thanks. I'm not Meg Murphy's team, though. I know you can confuse all the mags all the time, but I'm not Meg Murphy. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And doggone it, people don't like me. But other costumes that these are literally costumes I've written down way before this bit started. Um, there's the Batman family because there's a, a Batwoman who is a redhead, and it turns out I've got two redheads in the family now. Uh, the Weasley family, again, redheads. Ghostbusters. So you could do Sloane's big old orange noggin as Sam Hain. From this from the costume or costume from the cartoon where there's a uh, the one of the main villains is this like pumpkinhead dude. His name's Sam Hain, just so you know. Uh, and then finally, go as Ferris Bueller's because it turns out we named a kid after Sloane from Ferris Bueller. So you know, dress her up as Sloane, dress makeup as uh, Cameron. Stale as Ferris, and then me as that uh, disgusting principal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But again, I'm not, I'm not going to get any of those. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, those, some of those are not not wholesome. I feel like you're, 
there none of those are like risque or problematic. Like the only one is maybe it's a family, family costume. Why would it be risque? Well, you said that they weren't wholesome enough or whatever. Well, I mean, you people like I've seen a picture. There's wholesome, and then there's like Sesame Street wholesome. Yeah, there there's a picture I saw last year on Twitter of like a I would guess four year old dressed as the nun from the nun, the horror movie. Like she had full white makeup and very horrific. And, and she had like a birthday cake that was like a coffin or something super dark. And it was awesome. I was like, that's not wholesome. That kid is messed up. I apparently, according to the tweet, she was the one who wanted to do it, but she looked very disturbing and she pulled it off. But it's like, that is not wholesome for a family. That's for sure. I will admit that my daughter has watched more horrifying movies than would be appropriate for her age. How many are appropriate for her age? Like zero. Like <laughs> the number is zero. But we've watched It. We've watched wow. uh, Alien Covenant. Uh-huh. We've watched Predator. Wow. I think there's one more horror movie in there that I can't quite think of. But we've watched a bunch of these movies, mostly because she has no idea what's going on. So mm-hmm. whatever. You know, sit here and when I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you want to sleep and mom has been up for three hours and just is about to cry because she's been up for so long. We'll go downstairs. It'll be fun. I like it. It's a really good movie. I haven't seen it too. Have you? No, actually I hope to watch it too in theaters this week because it's leaving the Oak Park theater on uh, Thursday. I feel like Oak Park is a place that's ripe for a second run theater. Yeah. They don't really have one though. They just have one. I mean, it, it has like, enough screens that some things linger for a while but they it is a a normal first run theater uh that is not like fancy inside definitely kind of uncomfortable seats blah 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 hasn't been rendered in a while but i like it it's our little cute hometown theater and uh yeah i really want to see it while i have the chance it too yeah it's it's super comfy especially when we went to see blade runner 2049 and we were there for like five and a half hours in those uncomfortable seats blade runner is really good huh Actually, did really like that movie, yeah, but whatever. Anywho, uh, regarding halftime, I it, it, you encouraged me to speak my mind about a special movie close to my heart. I apologize to those of you in the league who have already had this conversation with, but uh, it's a simple favor, starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. It is an insane movie, start to finish. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have any tonal consistency. There are at least like five too many major plot points. It's over the top and it's completely enjoyable in its trashiness. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's very stylish. It is, it is intermittently very funny. It has a little bit of thriller mystery element. Uh, it has a very... You're just ready to bust out that falsetto at any drop of a hat at this point. When you, you put in as many years to this falsetto voice as I have, you just look for opportunities. I bet. Uh, but yeah, it has really good French soundtrack. Uh, you, you should sing some. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's three teachers who have a band and they sang a song on this soundtrack. They also sang a song on the Lady Ghostbusters because they were both Paul Feig. Uh, and I fall out boy, n- n- three female teachers that are, no, that was not it. Wait, did Paul Feig do that movie? I thought so. Oh wait, did, did he do a simple favorite? Wait, did ghost, 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, a did favor. you do some favor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that movie's not funny. But it okay. is funny, though. It's actually yeah. Yeah. Not in the way you mean it. No, it's it's deliberately funny. Uh, but it also tries to be, like, slightly suspenseful and thrilling. In uh, And then there's, again, way, way too much plot. Also, um, lesbians on Twitter so, wait. really like Blake Lively's outfits in that movie. Tell you what. Wait, wait. Is there a like a lesbians on Twitter feed, or are you saying just like any lesbian who happens to be on Twitter? I just in, into this movie in my timeline. I got several people once it became streaming. A lot of people com- uh, complimenting the ridiculous wardrobe for Blake Lively in that movie. I mean, if those people not seen Gossip Girl, because. I don't know. They didn't talk about Gossip Girl. But anyway, so I highly recommend. Wait, wait so wait, are we spoiling this movie or what are we doing? No, I'm not. I just... you, keep, you like keep teasing what like that this movie's ridiculous. And yes, I've mostly seen it and I know the twist. So there's uh, there's like at least three things that are qualify as a twist, because, again, they put like way too much plot into this movie. So I don't even know which twist you're talking about. That's how bonkers this movie is. So there. I mean, they definitely, they wrote the hell out of that movie. Yeah. I guess it's based on a novel, and I have no idea if the novel is as goofball as the movie is, but the movie oh, is goofball. Oh, see, I, I can see if, if it's based on a novel, which I did not know. Um, I can see, it's like, you could read something, and, like, because you have, like, 18 hours to read it through and think about it, you think that these plot twists aren't that, like, as bonkers as they are, even they might be really fun. But when you see something in an hour 45, you're like, oh, that happened. Oh, that, oh, that also happened. Wait, wait, this this also happened? Wait, this is how we're ending the movie? Oh, okay. So you're saying they need to kill Bill slash Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows slash Twilight 3, split this into multiple movies. We need a simple favor universe with multi-part movies. That's what you're saying? Uh, no, because all those <laughs> movies would have been better as one movie, with maybe the exception of Kill Bill. I think uh, Simple Favor might have been better. Okay, this is rewatchable. Might have been better as a ten episode Netflix show. Ah, you know, I would, I would uh, buy that. Yeah. Except then, if you put it in ten episodes, you have the same problems. Let's like say six every or other sh- How about sure, six? Or yeah, like a like a solid, like a tight six. Okay. Like a good Chernobyl length. Yeah. Like that's the ideal level. Because otherwise, God, how many shows that you're just like, oh, this should be the end of it. Except I know there's like seven more episodes, so obviously something's going to screw this up and get it back. Like every Marvel show on Netflix has that problem where you just think like, oh, this should be it. Nope. But clearly, I know based on my queue, I have seven more of these. Clearly, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well. I hate when that happens on shows. It's, it's just such a drag. It is a drag. It happens. Uh, that was not the problem for a simple favor, which was nearly perfect. It's so insane. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it and you're comfortable with insanity, you should watch it. I almost think that we should do a, uh, a, uh, corresponding podcast of you just talking about in depth, a spoiler review of a simple favor, because I don't think this has done it justice because anyone who like, this was not a huge movie. Like people have like caught it kind of when it like came out on streaming, 
but this was not a huge movie. So no, there's like six people in this league, which means seven of our listeners, because I'm assuming there's like one person in Qatar who listens to us randomly, have no idea what you're talking about. And there's like, I, I don't understand what this is. I'm Googling it right now. Oh, Anna Kendrick's in this movie? I like her. Yeah. So then you open up Amazon Prime and you watch it for free. I actually stumbled upon this movie in theaters when MoviePass was still a thing. I saw it on a whim with MoviePass and it was crazy. And I, I didn't know anything about it going into it, which is, I think, the best way to go into it, which is why I am not spoiling anything for those who have not had the pleasure yet. Uh and so I told Jen extensively about the plot and she thought it sounded crazy. And I told my coworker about the plot and she thought it sounded crazy. And then after it was streamable and Jen and I watched it and she's like, that might've been the best move I've ever seen. Why didn't you make me watch it right away? As soon as you saw it in theaters, <laughs> she doesn't actually think it's the best movie she's ever seen, but the experience of watching that movie was a very enjoyable experience. And she knew the plot. She forgot the plot because I told her so long ago. She knew some of the, uh, okay. she knew like the major plot points, but she forgot a lot of the details. So you know what this this might write this down because this might be a good um, halftime segment for later. Is that there's a couple of movies that I've heard of that only once they described the plot to me was I interested in actually seeing them, even though I now know the twists. I'm like, if I had known this like kind of thing was going to happen, I would have actually seen this movie, but. It looks so stupidly awful beforehand. Why would I ever go do it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can think of at least two off the top of my head what right now. Uh, but what what am I going to do? Ruin my content for later? Oh, okay. Well then, how many? So we need like a top three movies that have to be spoiled to get your interest, but then they're spoiled for you list. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Self spoiling. Auto spoilers. Like, I'm only interested because I now know the spoilers, and because. I now know the spoilers. I'm not necessarily invested in seeing the movie, but if I had known the spoilers beforehand, maybe I would have seen it. Let me tell you. Uh, Put Jen... that into like four words and we'll, we'll do great. Yeah. We need a catchy name. Uh, Jen is terrible about spoiling things for herself because she always wants to know the end. So we will be watching a movie for the first time or a TV show for the first time, and she will whip out her phone and start Googling the ending like half an hour into it. I'm like, come on. Get it together. The fun is in watching it, and she just wants to know, especially if there's any element of mystery or surprise or twist. And uh, that is no kind of way to enjoy it. Just like a simple favor, go into it blind. Just know that it's really weird, kind of funny, a little bit of a thriller, very good French soundtrack, weird style, Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, and also the guy from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Don't know that guy's name, but he's the boyfriend slash husband. Oh, oh, the Asian guy. The Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's the first thing I saw him in, and then I saw Crazy Rich Asians. Like, ah, oh, I have warm feelings for you because you're in that super weird Anna Kendrick movie. Oh, so that guy from Crazy Rich Asians. I just saw him in the trailer for Last Christmas, which is actually a Paul Feig-directed movie, and it's got Daenerys, Targaryens, Mytarius, what's her name? Melia Mother Clark. of Dragons. Mother the of Dragons. The Stormborn, the Unburnt, Breaker of Chains. Yeah, all those things. Um, but she, like, is a working in a, like, 24-7 Christmas shop all year. And then he shows up in that shop. And then they get together. But it's got the dude from Wham! George Michael, like, is doing the entire soundtrack. So I kind of like George Michael stuff. But 
it actually looked pretty funny. And that's coming out? Yeah. Huh. 2019. Huh. Release date. November 8th, 2019. What's it called? Last Christmas. Oh, yeah. I have seen that trailer because I misremembered the song from Love Actually being uh, Last Christmas, but it was actually that Mariah Carey song, which I also don't remember which one it was, but that's the one that the girl sings at the end of Love Actually. It's like, I can't believe they ripped Mm -hmm. off the Christmas song from Love Actually. And they're like, no, no, different Christmas song. It's perfect because Daenerys looks like an elf normally. So she already has that like fantasy uh, association with her acting career. So piece of cake. Oh, is she? She, but she's not quite the uh, pixie dream girl, whatever it is. Manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, manic, manic pixie dream girl. Mm. So anyway, uh, I yeah. just wanted to tell everyone to see a simple favor, and also I looked it up, and the band of school teachers who have the very catchy song is called No Small Children. That's the name of the band uh, who are teachers, and they're in multiple Paul Feig-directed movies. Paul Feig, all over this Podcast halftime. If only I knew Paul Feig would have been the sponsor. Yeah. So time to wrap it up, talk about week five, and get on out of here. Let's do it. You need some uh, podcast halftime outro music. Do I? I think it would help, actually. All I know is that you need up. All I know is you just need up. All I know is we just need up. All I know is you just need up. That ends podcast halftime. All right. <laughs> I love the podcast halftime music. I was really happy when I found uh, it. I'm shocked by it every time, and I'm violently scared. Yeah, that's that's what I was rooting for. Thank you. You're welcome. So now it's time for week five preview. I will go center out for you. It's middle out. Uh, middle out. In the order that they're in my screen because I don't have anything better to do. So that means ignorant sluts two and two just put up a big 154.4 over currently goths and dolls. Oh, and four 10th in the league curse of the bad name projected 102.8 to 96.7. Uh, I have Jen in this one. I mean, Goss Nels is 0-4 and deserves to lose every game until he changes his name, so I gotta go Jen. Hypothetical. What if he changes his name before the match? Is it clever? Very clever. Ooh, all right, that's closer. Uh, Ignorance Sluts is pretty Jen. good, though. I mean, it's, it's hard to beat. Hard to I mean, beat Sluts. I beat it. I... There you go. Yeah, it's just, uh, just too easy. Sluts, easy. Hey, hey, hey. again, uh, again. You, you, you're on a roll. Thank you. You're on a roll. I just, I, you have to get credit where credit is due. Thank you, sir. So anyway, uh, so I let's say I, he has a, yeah. a B plus name before the match starts. Does that change your calculus? Uh, no, it doesn't, because I think this game is just too hard. So I like it. What if Melvin Gordon actually plays as he is supposed to? I assume that's built into the projection, um, and I like his team better. I remember we liked this team in preseason. We said it, it, we said it was going to be very good or very bad, and so far, it is one of those things. True, um, and we also said that it was dependent on his two running backs who were holding out, uh, whether or not they'd come back. And he has one of them. I mean, for 
I mean, he has Sammy Watkins. Didn't play him, I think, that first week when he actually went off. So he, there's a lot of pieces on this team. They got to figure it out, much like the Browns and Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. He had that one really good catch, though. Next, what's that? It's Pat versus you can't uh, beat the Mingo. Currently projected 92.5 to 83.7. That would be a Casey win over Gary. Got the, got that Patrick Mahomes juice. I'll go with that Mahomes juice. Mm-hmm. Home, mm-hmm. Mahomes cooking. Thank you. I'll take Man, it. I'm looking at this. Well, I'm assuming John Ross is going to get replaced. Let's hopefully for, say, I don't know, Ellen Robinson. Um, apparently when I did this, because this doesn't look nearly as close as when I was looking at this before, I went with Gary. So we're going to go with Gary. I yeah, had I Casey, Casey, who is the TD Ameritrade team to beat. Sure. As we know, TD Ameritrade, 100% on their picks. How can you go with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kansas City kicker, and the rest just random Packers? How did you go wrong with that? Well, I mean, how can you pick against Justin Tucker? Exactly. That's hard to do. Yeah. All right. Next, going middle out, we have Vance down by the river. Oh, uh, and Russell Wilson's football planet. This would be the match of the week. The top two out of three teams uh, currently projected for a Meg Collins victory, 100.4 to 94.6. This should be a good one, a real burn burner. Who do you have? I have a prediction. Uh, I do not like Jameis Winston in this game. Not going to help. But the rest of the team, actually, for Abby is not bad. And finally, DK Metcalf getting some run on the goddamn starting lineup. So appreciate that. That being said, going with Meg. I figured. Uh, Yeah, I also have Meg in this one. The caboose might have to slow down. I know you have nothing but praise for Mike Collins' team. And uh, poor DK Metcalf, 0.6 points last week. One catch for six yards. Four he's targets. Bo- he's going to be a bit boomer bust. That's kind of what he was. Remember, he's a guy who has 4'3 speed and looks like a damn um, like chiseled Greek god, but apparently still has a slower cone time than Tom Brady. So he's going to either get his or he's going to get nothing. Well, I'm rooting for him because he's amazing. Now, we've got Bill Swirsky's super fans and the girly men. Currently projected me, 98.6, over Annalisa, 94.5. I am betting on myself for the fifth consecutive week. Would you like to bet enough that if you lose, then I have to do the entire podcast in the Bill Swirsky super fans? But then if you lose, then you got to do the entire podcast in the girly man. (laughs) <laughs> I think that would be not a punishment to us for losing, but a punishment to our audience. And that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, because our audience is just looking for quality because I've listened to this podcast multiple times. I'm going to tell you right now, if you listen to this thing, you're glad for punishment. So they don't care. I think our league plus the one or two people who are not in our league who listen to this sometimes derive enjoyment from our show. And I do not want to actively punish them for their uh, patronage. You're right. Ahmed in Qatar. You know what I found out? Speaking of making fun of random countries, that uh, Russia is still the number one foreign country that uh, listens to the podcast. So 
I thought uh, we had a bunch of people in the Middle East. So I found something out that, uh, relevant to that. I Just to be safe, I labeled this podcast explicit because I was like, sometimes people swear, especially when Jen was co-hosting. She swore much more than you do because you're, you're just a wuss. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to individually label. Nick doesn't swear enough. Yeah. I didn't want to. I'm trying to swear less just, well, one, just because I have a daughter and I'm becoming cognizant of that she's going to start saying words now. But then also, two, because this is supposedly a family podcast. So, you know, keep it like PG-13. So anyway, I labeled it explicit because I didn't want to individually label episodes explicit. I want to think about it. And I found out that if your podcast is labeled explicit, it is it is not available in certain foreign countries. They just ban all explicit. Uh, and that includes China, India, and some Middle Eastern countries. They just will never listen to this because it's explicit, apparently, even though it's not actually that explicit. So like half of your friends and roommates from college can't listen to this podcast? Oh, yeah, I guess so. If, uh, if, if Hong Kong is part of that ban, then I guess... Yeah, my well, friends. It's China now. It is. Uh, it's been China, but yeah. Well, oh yeah, since well, not the entire time. You're old as shit, so you went to college back probably before the transition happened. I think the transition happened in 1995. I was not in college. 99. 99. Oh, uh, well, still no, not yet in college. Anyway, my point remains. I I'm sure that my college friends are dying to listen to this, but unfortunately, you can't. Sorry, Brian, Dan, Kosei, Nick. Good luck. Nick? Nick. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to this? Different Nick. Nick Coatwall from Hong Kong. Went to med school. Don't know after. him. Don't like him. Hey, okay. He's a good guy. Whatever. I have a genuine distrust of anyone named Nick. Yeah. Self-loathing, I understand. Have you not met me before? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm saying. It seems like it would make sense. So I guessed I was going to win. Who do you say, sir? Who did I say? I said Alisa. Oh, you did? I, I thought you said side bet. Of the the accents, but I, I didn't hear you. Actually that's exactly say. what I said. But you know what? Since you're not taking up on the bet, I'm just going with my initial pick. Like I have it, I have it written down here. So I, I kind of feel like I'm pot committed. Going with you. All right. So you going with you? I'm going out with it. Okay. And last but not least, we've got the other Mag versus the other Nick. Good enough and smart enough. Uh, stupid, versus stupid Nick Asian team Nick. dead eaten by wolves. And uh, currently 94.1 to 87.1, we got a Meg Murphy projected victory. Did you, you know, bet I on yourself look, this week? I kept looking at this team like, I'm like, all right, so I don't have a kicker. No, I have a, I don't have a defense. I, I have a defense. Um, oh, someone's on a buy. No, no one's on a buy. Damn it. <laughs> going going Meg M. You're betting against yourself for the second consecutive week. Let me tell you, it was absolutely right correct week. to bet against yourself last week. You did not stand much of a chance i also have mag m this week so we are split on two uh, games i believe i'm glad that you agree with me but still want to make fun of me at the same time yeah you're welcome um so this week recap uh we agree on the meg and me lineup we match up we disagree on the you and Annalisa matchup we disagree on the casey gary matchup and then we agree on the Jen Alex, both taking Jen, and agree on the Meg C versus Abby, both taking Meg C. So that is where we stand for this week. Would you like to know how we did last week? I do. I meant to bring that up during our week four recap, and I forgot. Probably should have done it, but you know what? We're still we're in the 
theme right now. Um, how many games do you think you got right last week? I was not paying close enough attention. I will say four. Good, because that means I can change your score down to four because it was five. You got all all five rights. I got four rights. So, again, the only thing that we both agree that Casey would kick my ass. We uh, both agree that Meg Collins would beat Gary. We both agree that Abby would beat Alex because he's cursed. And we both agree that you would beat Meg Murphy. Uh, We disagreed with Jen and Annalisa. And I went with Annalisa, and you went with Jen, and you won that match. So you I won by a lot. Jen uh, set a personal best. I don't know if you know 154.4. I have no recollection of that. Mm-hmm. So um, you went 5-0. and oh, I went a paltry 4-1 and one and took the loss. So it is now the head-to-head standings. Me, all-time reigning champion of awesomeness, 2-2. Two, two, you, the mediocre Patrick of mediocreness, one, and then one tie. And then the overall total wins versus total losses is actually absurdly close. 13 wins for me to 12 wins for you. So then that corresponds to 13 and 7 for me to 12 and 8 for you. So we're very close. I see. I mean, as I said, I was starting my comeback. I think also you forgot in the rules that I get 10 bonus points for going five for five. Yeah, you know what? I'll have to listen back to the last five podcasts and yep. just find out where that is. But, you know, I'll do it. Because, Excellent. Look, you said it. I believe you. So we'll, I'll do it. Indeed. I think that about does it for this week. What do you think? I have no thoughts. I realized when I was editing oh, last yeah. week. <laughs> I have the ultimate power. Of course, I always do because I'm the one who edits this, but I have the ultimate power because I could just click play on the theme song and be like, we're, we're ending this conversation now. At any point, we could be in the middle of podcast halftime and be like, you know what? Theme song. We're ending right. it now. Pat, so let me tell you about how many times you got things wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't hear you, Nick. Was that? Is that? Is that? Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Hey, everybody, have a good week. Good luck. Goodbye. Farewell. It's week five already. Whoa. Whoa, Sif. Bye, uh, everybody. Strength, strength and honor. Later. Bye.